Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Carvery with Alex Dorr. So happy you have joined us for another episode. Today is going to be a super juicy one, especially for those of you that are totally into mindset, into changing mindsets, into really calling people to greatness, or even calling yourself to greatness. And in this episode, I really am so excited about this one. I just want to get right into it, and it is all about how to overcome fear or how to look at fear differently and really be able to succeed in quote unquote fearful times or when you feel like you have fear in your life. And this one has always been a fascinating topic for me. I've done a lot of research into it, a lot of my own daily practice into it. And I hope you guys can grab some good tools and strategies from this for when you're feeling a bit of that anxiety or fear or nerves before maybe it's a big interview, maybe it's a big project or anything you're doing that has you a bit out of your comfort zone. Um, I think this podcast will have some value for you. And so I'm not really sure what triggered this episode or wanting to get this out there, but I've been fascinated by it for a while myself and just have a lot of thoughts about it. But I hear so many people say to others, like, your dreams are on the other side of fear or, you know, once you conquer fear, then you're on your way and just say no fear and you'll get there. And while all of this sounds great, I oftentimes am like, well, how do I just shut it off? Like, how do I just shut down my fear? And I never thought I got a practical tool or technique to be able to do this until I discovered the reality-based philosophy. And now I have that tool to go to when I am feeling fearful and I can feel it internally right in my chest. But this idea that you can get rid of fear, guys, is just not true because that fear, one, oftentimes is an indicator of where we need to grow next, and two, that fear is something that shows that you're still alive, in my opinion, and that fear is something, guys, we cannot shut off. And there, a lot of people talk about that, and you can't really shut it off, and nor do you want to, because once it's channeled, it can be for great energy, and that fear is not going to go away because, as you guys all know, we have the human condition. And the human condition is to default into drama or into fear or fearing the future or fearing what could happen. And that's the human condition. You're not, unless you're hitting the ultimate enlightenment, probably going to get over that. But the quicker we can recognize that feeling and get into a tool or technique through the reality-based leadership philosophy, the quicker you can get back on track to get clear about what's your reality and where you can have impact, that's where you, you really overcome fear in each aspect of your life. And so let's definitely not try and get rid of this thing because there are ways to rechannel that energy and get it into something that can be very beneficial to your day-to-day. And we'll talk about that in this episode. So fear, let's dive in. This whole idea of fear, I just want to anchor in my true belief of it as I've practiced the reality-based philosophy. And it's the fact that fear is so often, almost all the time, False events appearing real. F-E-A-R. Remember that acronym. False events appearing real. And I want to explain to you why. Because I think in this episode, you'll see that fear is often so closely correlated with the amount of drama we're in mentally. If we're in a lot of mental and emotional waste, we will live more fearfully. And so again, the carvery is all about... This idea that your natural state is all that you desire, 
success, happiness, innovation, collaboration, teamwork, empowerment. It's your natural state once you carve away all the drama. And so let's think about a lot of fear here, false events appearing real. Our fear isn't caused from our reality. It's from the stories we make up about our reality. And I think so often about that is the times that I've been so fearful, if I really got down to reality or I got down to the facts and I got out of the poor mental process in the story that's causing me to have an increased heart rate, I feel sweaty, I feel cloudy in my mind because I'm so nervous. If I got down to the facts, oftentimes if I step back and just stare at the facts on paper about what is actually happening in my reality, that reality is never painful. In fact, most times it's absolutely neutral. It is just something to be looked at and something to be experienced. But I'll tell you what, my default, like many of you probably, is to get into suffering, get into fear about what is possibly going to happen based on that reality. And that's what's so interesting about fear. And so I want to tell you a quick story that has actually happened to our founder here, Cy Wakeman, happened to me in Spain, and it's happened to many of you, I suspect, in your own life. It involves a trip that I recently had to Spain. It was a couple years ago now. But whenever I go to Spain, it is mind-blowing. And my wife actually is Spanish, so this is why we get to go to Spain. And when we go, it is amazing, but there are times it gets a little bit stressful. And let's take stressful in this situation, and then we'll talk about fear. But, you know, I am, you know, around the table, and my Spanish, guys, is getting better, but it is not flawless by any means. And there's a lot that gets talked about around the table. There's inside jokes. Sometimes in the summer, it's super hot in there, so I'm sweaty, and I'm trying to hear everything. And then they're saying things like Alejandro, and I have missed what they said, so now I don't know how to respond. And so sometimes it gets a little bit stressful around the table. But this one day, we actually got to go on this beautiful hike in this mountain pass that's behind Ana's house in the south of Spain. And it was just absolutely spectacular weather. And it was just going to be us, actually, because um, it just opened up that way. And so the birds were chirping. The skies were blue. It was just absolutely spectacular out. You know, we're in love. You could almost hear, like, music playing in the background, but it might have just been in my own head. And so we set off on this beautiful day in beautiful love on this beautiful hike. And as we take off on our hike, we go for a while, and we get halfway up this amazing path that goes up the mountain. And in the path there, we see something, and oh boy, is it squiggly. It is so squiggly. And immediately, I get very fearful. I think, oh my goodness, that squiggly thing, that's a snake. And the moment I believed that thought, that it was a snake, I lost all reasoning skills, guys. I couldn't even function. I was sweating more than I was. I was so worked up. I immediately started thinking things like, you know, Anna, if that thing bites me, who's going to handle this? Are you sucking out that venom or am I? And do I need to grab like this twig thing that I see over there and wrap it around my leg? Because if that venom spreads to my heart, I know it's game over. And if we go to a Spanish hospital, like, are they going to just like amputate this thing? Like if they don't let you in the room, are they going to not even like listen to me? And does my insurance cover this? Guys, 
realize I didn't read my fine print on my insurance I signed up for. So I'm getting more and more stressed. I'm thinking, you know, are we still allies with Spain? I haven't read a, a history book. I, I, I didn't read them. And so I'm immediately stressed and I'm fearful. And I've just gone from being completely at like bliss, like having an amazing hike with my wife, just in love. I went from that. And then in one second, I was fearful and I was fearing for my life, to be honest. And so we realized that in this situation, you know, we got to continue on and and we got to finish this hike. And we get up a little bit closer to this, this squiggly thing we see. And we realized that it wasn't a snake at all. It was just a rope. And so I ask you guys, what caused my fear? Was it the rope or my thoughts about the rope or my story about the rope or my story about the Spanish hospital and the amputation and my insurance? Yeah, I think you guys can catch on there that it was from my story about the rope. And so I want you guys to take this universal principle that is so powerful to me because I have spent the last three years trying to make this claim untrue. And what I mean by that is whenever I felt fearful or stressed, it was never because of my reality. The facts, the fact that there was a squiggly thing in the path, those facts were never painful or fearful. It was always the story I've made up about reality. And being able to start to separate those two out is what I believe is what helps fear drop off the cliff. It's like you separate those out, and then on one side, fear just drops, and reality is just so clear, so beautiful, so just nice and kind. And so that was a big lesson for me. And the way to do that in the most simple way, and I've talked about it a bit already, is to get well-versed in editing your story. In getting down to the facts. And what that involves is truly, I'm being honest with you, when you're fearful, take a moment to catch your thoughts and write them all down on a piece of paper. Unedited, just everything you're actually fearing. Put it all down on a piece of paper. To be honest, guys, I still at times get nervous for some of my speaking engagements when I'm going to train or do a keynote. If I get too worked up and meditation's not working for me, I will write down everything that I'm fearful of. That's what I'll write down. And then once you've exhausted everything in your mind and you've written it down, it can be three pages long, you need to go back through and you need to really edit that story. You got to look for things that you are making up, assignments of motive, um, predictions of the future, things that probably could never happen or we could never know would happen, you got to go through and be like a scientist, like really be a seeker of the truth, a seeker of the facts, because the truth will set us free from fear. And you go through and you just start crossing out everything that's not true. And so a quick example is if you looked at one of my journals before a speaking engagement I was nervous for back in the day, it'd be like, you know, I am speaking to a group of 250 people on Thursday. And I need to be there at 9 a.m. And if I'm late for the thing, well, then I'm going to let down the whole audience. And they're going to think that we're unorganized at reality-based leadership. And then if the speech doesn't go well, well, then they're never going to hire me back. And I'm going to have to retire from speaking. And and this is not really the career I should have set out for. And they're going to want their money back. And they're going to call our company and... And you guys see how that could be a train of thought that we have, and I'm getting fearful about my speaking engagement. But if I go back through and I start to edit that story that I just read through there to you guys, 
if you really caught it, all you would know for sure is I have to speak on Thursday. I think that's what I said. And you can edit that. I get to speak on Thursday. And I must be there at 8 a.m. The rest about them not hiring me, those people hating it, them thinking we're disorganized, all of that I can't know to be true. And so visually what you do is you just cross it out. And what happens is after you look back through, you'll see that there's about two sentences left on those two pieces of paper I just filled up. And what that is is that's your reality. You have just revealed reality, and you're back to the facts. And again, the facts and reality is never painful. You're back at the rope, and you've just kind of killed the snake, so to speak. It has gone away. I hope that example helps you on a day-to-day mental process. Catch yourself, because whenever you're feeling that fear, you're going to feel it right in your chest. That's the indication of first start by editing your story. Ask yourself, what is it I'm fearing today? What is the story I'm believing that is causing me fear? And you write that down. And then go back through and say, but what do I know for sure? What do I know is that is absolutely true? Get down to the facts. You might have two sentences left. And then to finish this mental process out, and again, that's how we eliminate emotional waste or drama, is to get into a better mental process, which is the edit your story, or asking what do I know for sure? Then the next thing you do is ask, what's the next thing I could do to add value? Given that reality that I have a speech and I have to be there at 8, well, one thing I could do is set my alarm for 6.30 to make sure I have enough time to get to the venue. Okay, that's one thing I could do to add value. Number two, think about what um, part of the speech I'm not feeling comfortable about. I guess I could review that part and go through it one more time. Boom, that's some impact I could have. See, that's the part that gets us away from fear and into action that helps us add impact that can take away all of that stress and and that which we fear. And so that edit your story is super powerful. And again, fear, when you look at that way, is now false events appearing real. The second thing is, one, you're editing your story. Two, with fear, I would look at reframing this because this is something I've seen that is profound with many of the successful people I have studied and many people that have kind of mastered being able to channel this energy, whether you're a professional athlete, this ability to look at fear as an indicator of where you need to grow next. Like when you feel that fear in your gut or in your heart, instead of thinking that as, oh my gosh, that's why I need to just crawl in a corner and hide, Think of that as, oh man, that's a temple bell for where I need to grow next. And I want to talk more about that. Because what I've found over and over, especially with speaking, is that in which I fear the most is where I need to get more skilled in next. What I fear and what keeps coming into my mind as scary is the exact thing I need to research more or talk to others in that industry more or get more experience in That fear, that piece of fear is the very thing I need to grow in my skill set the most. And so what happens then is as you grow your skill set, then that fear, along with editing your story, starts to trail off because then it's almost like you're immune to that situation and you can then be able to succeed in any situation that's similar. And so I want you guys thinking about that which you fear might be what you need to up your skill set in, and that's something that's within your, your impact. And this tool really is, is what we call reframing in a way. And early on in my career, 
We have a lot of business in healthcare. We work a lot with training leaders and employees in healthcare around our philosophy. And initially, I had sat in a lot of projects and listened to other speakers present to healthcare, but I didn't early on have that much experience yet in working with healthcare leaders or nurses or doctors. And so way early on in my career, I got a gig to speak to, I think it was nurse leaders and and doctors and, and those that lead doctors. Just an amazing group of brilliant people. But I found myself pretty fearful because I thought, man, I just don't know a lot of the terms or the metrics in which they're measured on. Or some of my stories aren't really tailored towards healthcare. So I don't know if it's going to resonate that much. And I started to feel myself getting fearful. And I started with editing my story. What stories was I making up about how they were going to react to my presentation or how they were going to not like what I said or how it was going to be a disaster? I got through editing the story, but I still felt a little bit of fear there in that I didn't have some of these terms and all of that. And what's funny is I just told you what I was scared of. Why not, instead of trying to avoid all of that, I just up my skill set in those things? And so I remember thinking that, If I reframe that as an opportunity to up my skill set, maybe if I up my skills, then when I get asked that question during the keynote or presentation, I won't feel like I have nothing to say, or I won't feel like I don't have a great um, tip or piece of advice for them. And so that's exactly what I did. I realized that I didn't know a lot of the metrics they were measured on. And so I got together with some of my colleagues and really got versed in what are healthcare metrics, whether it's patient experience or patient satisfaction, or they say, you know, they use outcomes a lot or patient safety. I learned some of those metrics to help it really tie into what they are being constantly measured in in healthcare. And that really helped it resonate with the audience. I also thought of the stories I had. Yeah, they resonated for the general presentation, but why not look at some of our organization? What healthcare examples did we have? And really refer to them as our organization and not the fact that I wasn't there personally, but I have seen this work out in our organization and tell those stories that they had the same lesson and the same essence, but I added my own kind of spin to them That was based on what we saw worked in our organization. But what I found is as I upped my skill set and got more versed in these things I was fearful of, then the presentations weren't as scary prior to the event or during, and they actually turned out better. And so I want you guys to constantly be reframing when you feel that fear. That's what's amazing about the universe is it gives you that indication of where you can up your skill set next. And so you're wondering what to learn next. Just follow that which you fear. And that's a great place to start with, with your learning. And so I hope that's very helpful. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was something that I don't know much of the science in, but I do feel like this is important. Both I've learned as an athlete, you know, playing college basketball, professional basketball, and as a speaker is this technique that As you start to feel that fear and, you know, that uneasiness of your stomach or your heart's kind of sinking a bit, right as you're about to go on stage, so to speak, you know, basketball is a court, but with with speaking, it's a stage, that used to scare me a bit, like overwhelm me some, but over time, there was this fascinating thing I saw that went viral. It was Simon Sinek talking about a reporter that was interviewing Olympians, and, and the reporters kept asking the same question to these Olympians. They're like, were you nervous when you were about to perform? Or how how nervous were you? Were you fearful? 
And they all answered the same thing. They go, no, we were actually really excited or I was excited for whatever they were doing. And I realized I was doing that same thing. I started to channel that little buzz of fear as not the reason I need to run away, but the reason I needed to run right into it. And that buzz, actually, as you overcome those each time, and it t- it's like a currency that keeps building, then you start to get in this place where I think I'm at now, although I still default into being terrified, don't get me wrong, but then you get a little bit uncomfortable when there isn't that buzz of fear. You're always looking for something to have, whether it's a project, whether it is um, a leader that's challenging you, you always are looking for that buzz to have internally, of fear, because when that's gone, you realize you're not growing as much. I actually, for the third thing, kind of an add-on is always make sure you can feel a little bit of that buzz in something you're doing that's scaring you, because that is an indication for me that you're living, that you're growing, and that you are seeing that as an indicator of where you need to grow next. So again, guys, fear, false events appearing real, use that edit your story tool. It's fascinating. It drops the fear right away. And as you keep doing the edit your stories on paper, once you get good at it, it becomes a mental process that you can use in the moment to eliminate that, that waste, that drama. Number two, use that fear, that feeling as an indicator of where you need to up your skill set next. And then think of three things to up your skill set and go do that. Taking that action is the practical way to get around those things that fear you. That can be research. That can be talking to someone that's an expert. That can be just getting more reps in a safe situation, speaking in front of a free audience or whatnot. That is a great way to up your skill set. And number three, remember that you want that constant buzz of fear. Don't think that's a constant buzz of stress. That's a constant buzz of growth and of opportunity. And so keep looking for that. I hope this was super helpful for you guys. I'm having a blast connecting with all of you. And some of the feedback's been crazy on this thing. I had no idea that audio was really the best way to kind of connect and hear about the philosophy. But I know you guys are all busy. So what the heck was I thinking? But I hope you guys still like some of the videos. And if you love this episode and you got someone that's fearful or anxious or in stress a lot, send this over to them and see if we can unlock that there might be a little bit different way to live. And instead of them kind of, uh, as we call it, swimming through mud every day, maybe they can just walk through air. And you can help them carve away that drama and so they can be their natural state of their best self. Because again, guys, that's what we do here at The Carvery. So again, I'm Alex Doerr. I really am kind of falling into a love fest with you guys. So let's keep ditching the drama and uh, we'll see you next time.